You're listening to the B-Side Podcast on Brick Radio. If you like what you hear or think there's an artist or band we should have in the studio, let us know in the comments. Otherwise, sit back, relax, tune in, and turn on. Nina Simone once said, it is an artist's duty to reflect the times. With so much unrest and injustice in today's world, that statement could not be more true. Despite a long list of notable accolades, accomplishments, and experience in the music business, tonight's artist isn't resting solely on his talent. He's using his platform to broach the societal challenges of this era. Having won Grammys and shared the stage with some of jazz, R&B, soul, and hip-hop's biggest names, Keon Harrell is here today to give us a taste of his new album, the musician, and all of the truth enwrapped in his canvas. I'm your host, Kenyatta Beasley, and stay right here where you are because Keon is here to take us on an adventurous musical journey right here on B-Side. Keon Harrell, welcome to Brooklyn and the B-Sides uh, and B-Sides and Brick Media House. It's great to have you here. Can you introduce the, this magnificent band that you've assembled for us this evening? Okay. Um, on the bass, give it up one time for David Cutler. <laughs> on the drums, give it up for Amadi Acosta. On the keys, give it up for the great James Francis. So, Keon, you are, <laughs> that's great. 
It's great to have you here, and um, you, you're actually one of jazz and hip hops and R&Bs like most coveted and A-list trumpet players. <laughs> um, that's just from my my point of view. But tell us, um, tell us about your upbringing, man. You're originally from St. Louis. I am I'm from St. Louis. Um, I used to say St. Louis mm -hmm. a few years ago okay. until the incident when Mike Brown happened. Um, now I can say all over the world, I can be in China, Japan, anywhere, and say I'm from Ferguson, and most people will understand, oh, wow, you're from there. Mm -hmm. So it's changed a lot mm -hmm. from when I first moved to New York City. I'm right. from Ferguson. Ferguson, Missouri. So, I mean, your upbringing in Ferguson, are you're, you're from a musical family. I am. So how many, um, I mean, how many people in the house actually play music? Well, everybody in the house did some form of music. Mm -hmm. um, my, my parents were pastors. Mom and dad. Mm -hmm. um, my grandfather started the drum and bugle corps. He was a police officer. Mm -hmm. Started the drum and bugle corps to help kids, you know, have something to do, um, keep them off the streets. And you know, thousands and thousands of kids' lives were changed. Um, that's the way I started playing the horn. Mm -hmm. um, I played a two-valve bugle in the key of G. A two-valve. Two-valve. Before bugle. before the three-valve, there was a two-valve. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> I learned, as opposed to the one valve bugle. Exactly, yeah. as opposed to the no valve bugle. So, yeah, I, you know, going back to the, the house, everybody played. Um, I come from a huge family. Um, I have 16 siblings. Um, mm. um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is true. Five, this, five. Is, this is true. So, I guess. Wait, it, and you're out of the 16, what? what? I'm like number 10. Number 10. <laughs> you see what I said? I said like number like 10. Like number 10. Are, you, think, are we sure? Are you, you sure it's sure. not nine? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It could be 11. Could be, I could be. I mean, good. It depends on how you look at it. <laughs> so, you know, come from a musical family, everybody. Um, always it was a I guess that creates competition mm -hmm. because my brother Steve was amazing and mm -hmm. I wanted to be like him mm -hmm. and my brother Robert wanted to be like him but what, brother, did, what, what did Steve play he played the horn all right I mean he didn't I kind of shut him down you got <laughs> after, after, after a while no, uh, serious, the, no, the, the humility of exactly. Keon, <laughs> Keon exactly. yeah. No, but you know, music was always in the house. <laughs> music is, was a thing. Mm -hmm. It kept us all my sisters sing. Um, as a matter of fact, on the album, The Musician, at least 10 of my siblings are somewhere on the album. <laughs> um, the song Mom's Voicemail, obviously it's my mother um, talking, but my sisters are singing. Um, and some of my brothers are singing on that track. Right. Right. So, so, I mean, did anybody come to New York and record, or you just had like little snippets no, that I you've had? No, I went to St. Louis. I was down in St. Louis. Uh -huh. um, we did a did a couple sessions down there. Oh, great, great. So, I, I'm curious. I mean, having known you for a while, <laughs> I'm not going to put a number on this. <laughs> but what made you gravitate towards the trumpet? Was it just because it was in the house, or um, I didn't really have a choice. Um, I wanted to play the drums. Um, and every time I would try to play the drums, my grandfather would say, you know what, we don't have enough horn players, so you play the horn. You know, when the opportunity comes, we get more horn players, you can switch the drums. Mm -hmm. That never happened. <laughs> <laughs> never happened. So I'm very envious of, of my brother, Emmanuel Harold. Who who's, a great, who's a great drummer. Great drummer. He who's plays with the great Gregory Porter. So, right, right. Um, <laughs> one time. One time for Greg yeah. Porter, Emmanuel. Yeah. 
So um, do, do us a favor, set up the next two songs. And what I want to do after the next two songs is actually come back and talk about Ferguson, um, your act, you know, you, you being like a, a community activist at this point and a spokesman for Ferguson, in my mm -hmm. opinion, a great spokesman. And, you know, we can come back and talk about more of your upbringing. But mm -hmm. if you set us up with the next two songs. Okay. Um, the next two songs, um, the, the first one will be a song called MB Lament. Um, and that's dedicated to the memory of Mike Brown um, and all of the other um, African-Americans and, you know, kids treated, you know, unfairly to law enforcement. People mm -hmm. dying too soon, dying too early before their time. Um, this is my lament. This is my burden to, to, to paint them in the light that, you know what, they have flesh as well. Nobody deserves to die that young. Um, the second song will be a song called Lullaby. Um, on the album, it's called Stay This Way mm -hmm. and Lullaby. But, you know, it started off as a song I wrote for my son that I used to sing to him before he was born. So, um, that'll be the second song. Cool. Keon Harold. The, the, the song MB Lament, because I want to go back to Ferguson for a second. Um, and for what I've seen, and when, whenever we've talked personally, um, I, I admire you because you saw what was happening in Ferguson and actually went back and said, man, this is my home and I need to like get involved. Tell us about some of the stuff that you've actually done, you know, to, to you know, as your community activism in, uh, hmm. in, in Ferguson. Right now, um, as of, a month ago, mm -hmm. um, we started an, an initiative called Hours of um, Honor um, with my, my brother's charity, Strength and Honor. Um, we basically asked, you know, the police, the fire department, um, Boeing, 
and a, a bunch of other corporate sponsors to just give their time. Um, money is great, but their time that they get a chance to sit and mentor the kids of Ferguson. So we started that last last month. We kind of live in the social media age where people see things right. in, in glimpses and flashes. But I, I really admire your efforts because you actually took initiative and actually got up and actually did something. You gotta do something. A trip of a thousand miles, start with one step. You gotta do something. Mm -hmm. Microactivism. Mm -hmm. Just do something. Don't just sit on the sideline. Right. You know, as an artist, our job is to paint the times and to actually use our platform to actually get stuff done that the regular person just looks and says, man, if only I could. You know, I have to take what I have, this little piece of metal, you know, my voice, my talents, and just try to put it out there where, you know, somebody can be affected and somebody can be helped and we can try to change this world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so besides being um, A-list trumpeter, oh, um, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just giving respect where respect is due. Um, you, 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 you're also a, a world-class producer as well, with a lot of album credits away from the trumpet. Tell, tell, mm -hmm. tell um, some of the credits that you, um, that you have as a producer. Um, as a producer, um, produced music for LL Cool J, um, 50 Cent, spent you know, years being an in-house producer at mm -hmm. G-Unit, yeah. um, Mob Deep, um, the, Rest in peace, um, Prodigy. Um, my first album placement ever was to Prodigy. Mm -hmm. um, and that made me feel special as a producer because Mob Deep are producers and they actually chose my beat as the first time. <laughs> you know, so that was a, 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 a distinct honor. Um, did the theme song um, with my brother for the Queen Latifah show. There's a lot, of, a, lot of a lot of things that I'm starting to forget, but you know, I've been around and you know, music is complete to me. I don't just play the horn. I don't just teach. I don't just um, sing. I don't just write. I, I like to do it all um, as much as I can. So, so, so leaving Ferguson, at what point did you say to yourself, all right, I, I'm going to go to New York City? Man, from the age of, I'll say, you know, 14, 15, mm -hmm. I had it in my mind that, you know what, I was going to go to New York and I was going to try to be like Roy Hargrove, try to be like Wynton Marcellus. Mm -hmm. You know, I had it in my mind at an early age that I'm, I'm gonna practice, I'm gonna get out there, I'm gonna move to New York City, it's gonna be bright lights, and it, I'm gonna shine. It, it, it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> See, but what, what was interesting, I thought I was just gonna only be a jazz guy. Right. But my first gig happened to be playing with Common. Right. So that changed everything. Right, because the first time I met you was at Small's Jazz Club at exactly. three in the morning, and I'm like, who is this? Terrell Stafford brought me. And, he, and, and we linked up, and I'm like, who, who's the guy from St. Louis? And, and there you were. Yeah. Um, so from there, you went on to the new school, mm -hmm. and you know, that's where I think we became contemporaries, but along with, uh, uh, along with like a, along a host of Robert great... Glasper, mm -hmm. um, Brandon Owens, Mike Moreno, the Strickland brothers, Marcus and EJ. Mm -hmm. um, a host of guys. Shedrick you know, Mitchell. Shedrick Mitchell is my man. That's, you know, and Marcus Baylor, some of the guys that really got me to move to New York City because they were my big brothers. They're from Ferguson as well. Mm -hmm. Mark Cullenberg, you know. Mm -hmm. So from, from uh, you being at the Madness slash New School, uh, you went on to play with Common, but um, man, from, from my experiences, is you're, you're like a very unique musician because not only have you walked and played with a lot of jazz legends, You've worked with a lot of hip-hop greats, a lot of R&B greats. I mean, um, you've worked with a, a wide Mary range. Jay, Jay-Z, mm -hmm. Beyonce, uh, list goes on. 
Yeah, so for, I mean, so. Rihanna. Rihanna. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, uh, so your versatility, I think, has represented your longevity because mm -hmm. it's, you know, time actually moves on. So what, what have you gained from, like, all of the R&B and hip-hop, you know, how have you combined that with your jazz influence? You know what it is? It's just music to me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, marketing-wise, you say, you know what, you play jazz, you play rock, you play hip-hop, you do this. And you know what, they put you, try to limit you into a box, but if you just take music on as what music is, mm -hmm. you can make a statement that's, you know, a little bit more um, multifaceted and just one thing versus somebody saying, you know what, you're this kind of musician because you're limited in that way. Mm -hmm. I don't want to limit myself because to me, you know, this, this rhythm started in Africa, you know, this harmony came from somewhere else and it all goes together. This rhythm came from somewhere else and as long as I'm a part of that spirit, I'm going to be all right and I'm going to be cool and I'm going to do music like that. Mm -hmm. I'll let other people, you know, put a label on what I do. I won't say, you know, I'm a jazz musician. No, I'm a musician. I'm a, a, I am a social, um, a social mu music activist. So whatever, whatever that is, <laughs> yeah. the music is, is, is living. Right. You know, that's what I look at it. So, so the, um, yeah, the name of the record, uh, The Musician. The Musician. Say it one more time for me. The Musician. Musician. All right, because I, I got to get it right. Um, tell me how you came to that name for this record. The name of the album, The Musician, came from a conversation um, with Don Cheadle. Um, I worked on the Miles Ahead film, um, which received a Grammy. Yeah. So, so wait, he came up with that name for, for the- No, for what the happened was we were at South by Southwest. We were getting ready to do a, um, a panel. Mm -hmm. um, and it was early in the morning, and Don and I were talking. Um, and he really respected what I did for the movie. Basically, mm -hmm. when Don is playing, that's not him playing. That's me playing. <laughs> so, um, wait, wait, were you? Did you give him like little? Did you give him like like little lessons just to kind of well, like you know to you Don, know? Don, he knows how to play. The, he's a talented dude. He's mm -hmm. a is really he? is a musician and he a is. composer and the whole nine. Right. Um, but you know to play like Miles, that's you know that's somewhere else. <laughs> so, um, but no, no. But seriously, Don, to his credit, has transcribed many solos. He right. knows how to play the miles ahead solo. Oh, good. So he's a bad dude. Bad yeah. cat. That's what, you would, that's what you would say. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Kia. You know, I've been knowing Kenyatta Beasley for a very long time. This is one of my mentors, one of my people coming up, honestly. We actually did a, 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 a LinkedIn tour with Jay-Z yes, and Mary J. Blige together, and we kind of go, and we go way back. So, the musician, this has a lot of you in this record, your family. Absolutely. There's a bunch of contemporaries that you worked with. Robert Glasper, mm -hmm. there's Belial on here. Gary Clark Jr., Farrell Munch, mm -hmm. Big Crit, um, Terrace Martin, Gregoire mm -hmm. Murray, mm -hmm. um, who else? Shedrick Mitchell, Chris Dave, Marcus Strickland. Yeah. So what, where can Georgia we, Ann Muldrow. Where can we pick up the record? Um, the record you can get online uh, outlets. You can get it at Barnes & Noble, you can get it at Apple. Amazon vinyl is coming in about oh. three days. Before we get to your final two songs, I'm, I'll, I'll, I want to have a bone to pick with you. Uh oh, and it's a, it's a nice bone to pick. I was okay. like, man, you know what? It, it had to be an honor for Kia to get chosen to play trumpet for the Miles Davis movie. How was that to be the trumpet player to say, you know what? You're going to represent the voice of Miles Davis for this movie. Man, 
it really is a distinct honor. Mm -hmm. You know, shout out for, to my brother Robert Glasper for really looking out, mm -hmm. um, and Don Cheadle and whoever else had to sign on to make this happen. Mm -hmm. You know what, it was a, a real pleasure and it was the kind of thing to where it was like looking at a wall from this close. Um, Cause if I would have thought about it at the time that I was doing it, I probably would have been scared, <laughs> you know? So it was an amazing honor and it was, the kind of thing to where I've been listening to Miles my entire life. So right. it wasn't something I had to practice for. Oh my God, you gotta get ready to sound like Miles or mm -hmm. to, you know, it was a, and it still is an esteemed honor, you know, to, to, to be chosen to represent, you know, the greatest jazz musician, one of the greatest artists of all time, mm -hmm. and Miles Davis. Thank you, Keon, for giving us your heartfelt illustrations of love and freedom. I wish we weren't out of time, but as with everything great, we are left yearning for more. Be sure to check out Keon's new album, The Musician, <laughs> wherever you buy or stream music, and you can keep up with Keon on Twitter and Instagram at Keon Harold. I'm Kenyatta Beasley, and I hope that you had a spectacular time with us tonight. Make sure you stop by our Brick House studio every Thursday to hear more of the best music that Brooklyn has to offer. You can also check out tonight's installment and past episodes anytime at youtube.com slash BrickTV or check out our Brick radio podcast of this episode at soundcloud.com slash BrickRadio. The B-Side Podcast is produced by Charlie Hoxie, Keisha Cole, Roe Johnson, and Sasha Mathias. Recorded by Onel Mulet and edited by Emily Bogosian. For more information on B-Side and all Brick Radio podcasts, visit brickartsmedia.org slash radio.